Hello, I'm Lina Khmudu. Welcome to Health Chat. It's called the most wonderful time of the year. The holiday season is in full swing and a busy time for celebrations. It is also a moment to assess one's life and embrace new resolutions for the new year. But for some people, the holiday season can be stressful or lonely. According to the American Psychological Association, about 69% of people are stressed by the feeling of having a lack of time and money. In addition, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought with it a new set of challenges, increasing the risk of anxiety for many. For some perspectives on how to handle holiday stress and prepare for the new year, I spoke with educator and motivational speaker, Dr. Omekongo Dibanda. Take a listen. Dr. Omekongo Dibanga, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Listen, the world has gone through a very difficult time for the past couple of years. Everyone has been faced with COVID-19. What do you say about what the world is experiencing now? It's been extremely tragic. I mean, everybody, including myself, we have, have lost people that we have to COVID in some way, shape or form, or have been affected by it by having it ourselves. And some people may have long haul uh, COVID conditions and the like. I feel at the end of the day, as we work to get to the other side of this, I know we have a long way to go and in different countries, the experience is different. I've decided that COVID for me, you know, it's spelled C-O-V-I-D. And to me, it stands for continue on, victory is determined. Continue on, victory is determined. The fact of the matter is a little over 100 years ago, we had a flu epidemic there as well, 1918 that spread around the world. And after that came the the warming 20s where economically society started to come back in, in the United States and in other places. And I believe that we're heading in that direction, but we have to stay positive. We have to do everything possible to continue to fight this disease by preserving our health, making sure when we get access to vaccines, we're taking advantage of them and in other aspects as well. But I believe that we are going to get on the other side of this if we believe that we are all in this together and we continue to support one another. Wherever we are in society, we are going to be victorious. And if we don't have that mentality, we already lost. So we don't have any other choice but to believe that we have to continue on or carry on. Victory is determined. We can get through this and we will. Continue on. Victory is determined. I mean, this is wonderful. This is something that I will keep for myself and spread around. The pandemic has been a time where people have made some drastic measures in their lives, making changes. Usually uh, this happens around the holidays, right? So now this is uh, the end of the year. What would you say is uh, the first step towards uh, developing a new you in the new year? Well, one of the things you have to commit to is you can't commit to bringing the old you into the new year. So unless there are some things that the older you has done 2021 and before that has been working, but so many of the other things, the negativity, the negative thoughts, the, the bad relationships, the, all or the, the tragedies over the people that we've lost, you know, we have lost people, we, but they've left things in us that we can use to go forward and push forward. So with the new year, you have to commit to doing things differently. They say that insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result. So make a list of the things that worked for you in 2021 and the things that didn't work for you in 2021 and focus on bringing the things that worked for you into 2022. And that's the first step towards bringing that new you into the new year. So the new year will be coming soon. What are the things that people should prioritize? 
first thing you need to prioritize is yourself. Self-care is the best care. And you have to focus on loving yourself and affirming yourself. Nobody is going to love you and affirm you the way that you will do for yourself. I don't care if we're talking spouses, siblings, best friends. Stop looking for affirmation in other people of you and start working on affirming yourself. Number one, you wake up, count your blessings to be able to be alive and breathe in the air. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you love yourself. Tell yourself that you believe in yourself. Tell yourself that you are proud of yourself. If you keep looking for it from other people, even parents in our lives, right, and not getting that validation, you're never going to feel whole. And the reason you're never going to feel whole is because they cannot make you whole. Only you can complete yourself. And so when you start with that, starting off the day with positive thoughts, because whatever you do for the first 20 minutes of the day is going to affect your entire day. So if you're a religious person, read that religious text. If there's a song that gets you going, do that. If looking at your kids and nieces and nephews gets you going, do that. Exercising, whatever it is, take control of how you start your thought processes and you'll be amazed at how much your day is going to change. You say it is completely wrong to bring the old you into the new year, which is understandable. What are concrete examples that uh, can help develop a new you in 2022? Absolutely. And when I talk about the old you, I'm talking about only those old parts that didn't work. The things that just didn't, you know, get you where you needed to go. So when we talk about bringing in that new you, first of all, don't get caught up in making New Year's resolutions. The majority of the people do not follow through with the New Year's resolutions. What you should start doing is saying, one of the new things I'm going to do this year is I'm just going to make one small change. If you're somebody who's a smoker and you're smoking two packs a day, maybe you're going down to one and a half, right? Or maybe you're just dropping one cigarette out of that box. If you're somebody who doesn't drink enough water, say today I'm going to start drinking one cup of water. If you're somebody who consumes negative things all day in social media, you're eight hours a day on social media, maybe you drop it down to seven. When people start saying, you know, cold turkey, oh, I'm going to quit smoking, boom. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, boom. And it doesn't happen within the first two or three weeks. People get frustrated, and then they get depressed, and then they go right back to where they started because they feel like it's not possible. We need, just like we take one step a day when we're moving forward, we need to take one step a day on our goals. And if you commit to doing it that way, it's not a New Year's resolution. It's a new you lifestyle. We're talking about lifestyle changes so you can not only add years to your life, but add life to your years. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people fail at their New Year's resolution. I'm one such person. So why does it happen? Why does it happen? We have unrealistic expectations. We think that it's going to happen automatically. We think just because of a change of a clock that all of a sudden... Our habits are going to change. And I like what Stephen Covey said, the author of Seven Habits of, of Highly Effective People. He said, you cannot talk your way out of a problem that you behaved your way into. So you have to start looking at the behaviors, realizing that talk is cheap. Everybody says, someday I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do this. So, someday aisle. Somebody said, someday aisle has become an island. Someday island, right? Because everybody is there. But again, change of behaviors one day at a time. Don't focus on this long-term goal. Focus on lifestyle. Like when I talk about being happy, happiness isn't a goal. Happiness is a lifestyle. You have to choose the things every single day in those moments that are going to make you whole. And you have to accept the setbacks. Remember that a setback is set up for a comeback, as Willie Jolly says. So sure, you may decide that you're going to eat less hamburgers or less fries 
But that day's going to come, that Saturday night, you're out at the club, you're getting it in, and someone's going to show those fries, and you're just going to eat it, have it. That's not the end of the road. It's a bend in the road. It's not the end of the road because you have a longer-term process in your mind. So you have to tell yourself every single day, F-A-I-L, fail, all it stands for is first attempt in learning. And you're going to make mistakes on that first attempt. But give yourself a second attempt. Give yourself a third attempt. We come from a people who fought across our entire continent for, for, for our freedom. They didn't get it right the first try. They didn't get the freedom on the first fight, on the first protest. They came and they fought and they fought and they fought until we can enjoy the freedoms that many of us enjoy today. And that's the type of mentality it's going to take to take over our lives, take control of our lives, and be able to live a new us in the new year. So, uh, Dr. Dimanga, as we leave 2021, moving into 2022, what are the major takeaways for you? The major takeaways, and I hope that everybody has learned this, you know, in the pandemic, we're still in it. It's not over yet. We're, we're, like I said, we are going to win. Number one, you have to appreciate the people around you. I talked earlier about not waiting for people to show you love, but it doesn't mean you can't show them love. I mean, all of the people that we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to who, who, who were on their own, who died alone because they might have been on a ventilator or, or, or just somewhere we couldn't access them for whatever reason. Number one, appreciate the people around you. Number two, appreciate your health. You may not feel like you're in the best shape. You may feel like, you, you know, you may have a medical condition and so on and so forth. But if you are still here, it means your fight is not over. So you have to remember every single day that you may have been picked out to be picked on, but you are worth it. Give yourselves affirmations every single day, things that you can tell yourself. I'll give you one right now that people can, can use. And, and, and it's very simple. There can only be one me. There was no me before me. There will be no me after me. And since I'm the only me that the world will see, I will be the best me that I can be. Start off telling yourself things like that every single day, and you start gonna, you're going to start demanding more for your life. You're going to start demanding more from the people around you. You're going to start paying attention more to your diet. These are the things that are going to help you live a fulfilled life in 2022. But it's not up to anybody else but you. I will be the best me that I can be. Dr. Omekongo Dibanga, thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Me and Happy New Year. That was Dr. Omekongo Dibanda, educator and motivational speaker. Now, COVID-19, rising inflation, polarizing politics, Americans are entering the holiday season with a wide range of worries impacting the mental health of many. VOA's Veronica Balderas Iglesias reports on ways people can come together and safeguard their own mental health. Americans are bracing for the holidays. Some will be gathering in person with their loved ones for the first time since the pandemic's onset almost two years ago. And this could lead to strong emotions, especially over delicate matters. Speaking from personal experience, people definitely like have very different views on like vaccination and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm sure that'll definitely be a point of contention. A lot of what we may not have known about some of our peers, colleagues and friends may have come to light, particularly on social media. Um, and I think that it'll be important to have uh, those, you know, real life conversations to understand what people's true beliefs are. And that will mean being sensitive to people's state of mind after a rough year, says psychiatrist David Charney. There's a general increase of irritability in the entire population, 
whatever comes up, it's not going to be improved by getting into an argument because you're not going to change anybody's mind. Find the areas where there's community of spirit and thought. A mindful approach is also recommended towards those who are grieving a COVID loss. What people need is a chance to describe their thoughts and their feelings in their own way and in their own good time. If they are not ready to talk about it, leave them alone. Paying attention to one's own mental health during the holiday season, especially if spending it alone, will be essential, notes Professor Jagdish Kupchandani, who has been monitoring Americans' mental health during the pandemic. 14% American adults are addicted to Internet. It's causing them serious anxiety, uh, symptoms of depression, and also the fact that their social life is disrupted. Finding a balance when using technology will reduce the stress, he adds. Avoid boredom, isolation, do something new, learn a new skill, get a hobby, Go out, volunteer, help someone. Sherry Gallery, whose family has been selling Christmas trees for nearly 40 years, urges people to be around nature. This, you know, is our small way, I guess, of helping mental health. Um, you know, if people can smell the beautiful smells of live pine, you know, fir trees, that helps. It's a joy that chef Adam Hernandez doesn't take for granted after the financial difficulties experienced by the restaurant industry this year. Finally, we came and had uh, more options, you know, to get like Christmas treat like we just bought now. So it's pretty exciting. Veronica Valderas Iglesias for VOA News, Alexandria, Virginia. You are listening to Health Chat on Voice of America. It is time for a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. VOA Africa has built a successful, effective social media strategy through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and other digital platforms. We are responding to our audience on the African continent and in the global diaspora. We believe in the power of connection and interaction to bring you news that is comprehensive, accurate, and objective. We see the changes in technology as an opportunity to engage with our audiences about the issues that affect them. VOA Africa, we don't just report the news, we help shape the conversation on the continent. VOA, your trusted source for news and information. Welcome back to Health Chat. We turn now to the coronavirus pandemic. Despite shaky health systems and vaccine drives, the coronavirus pandemic did not hit Africa as badly as feared. But it did take a toll on the continent's economies in 2021 as movement was restricted and also underscored vaccine inequalities. Linda Givetesh reports from Johannesburg. When the coronavirus first hit Africa, many observers feared the continent's overall poor health care would result in massive casualties. Many Africans are high risk for severe infection due to diabetes and tuberculosis, both too common on the continent. But Africans make up just a fraction of COVID's global death toll. One good thing for Africa is that um, the, the, the young population 
it's, it's kind of an advantage for the continent because even from the statistics for COVID, we have seen that uh, the young people are presenting majority of them really asymptomatic or, or mild symptoms. And uh, um, so as a result, uh, at the beginning of the first two, three waves, um, we see uh, the reported cases are not so much in terms of uh, people that end up in the hospital. But vaccine inequities have left Africa vulnerable, with less than 10% of the population vaccinated. While vaccine shipments to Africa have increased in 2021, distribution remains a challenge. The WHO cites poor access to vaccines as causing virus variants and new waves of infections. The population is susceptible, of course. The virus has an opportunity to spread and mutate very well. Uh, but we need uh, more to do more to cover more populations in Africa so that we can reduce uh, the risks of all this uh, evolution of variants. Western nations' travel bans over the Omicron variant have worsened the pandemic's economic damage as many African countries rely on foreign tourists. In South Africa, the continent's worst hit by the pandemic, unemployment is near 35%. Frustrations exploded in July as political protests turned into widespread riots and looting. The politics of hunger and um, desperation has really come to the fore. And by July last year, as we started seeing an opening up of restrictions or or less restrictions, we um, recorded on the public violence monitor that is run by the Institute for Security Studies, the highest number of protests ever since we started monitoring protests in 2013. So people were desperate to be heard and desperate for help. After the worst recession in decades, the African Development Bank projects an economic rebound for Southern Africa in 2022. But the ABD says that recovery also hinges on successful vaccination programs. Linda Giftash for VOA News, Johannesburg. A Kenyan company has launched a soccer video game that encourages young men to be active during the pandemic and help stop gender-based violence. Surveys show about 40% of Kenyan women will face gender-based violence in their lifetimes. Lenny Ruvaga reports from Nairobi. A jogadora de vídeo Jamila Diambo apresenta a equipa de futebol júnior de Matari Youth Sports Association um novo tipo de jogo de futebol com um objetivo especial. Futa, uma palavra na gíria Swahili para futebol, leva os jogadores do metaverso para o mundo real, onde ganham pontos ao exercerem e aprenderem sobre a violência baseada no género. É realmente interessante porque quando se está a jogar, até os homens podem aprender a lidar com as mulheres. Podem aprender a passar por desafios que nos afetam como raparigas e como mulheres. E sim, estamos prontos para ir. Jay Shapiro, CEO da Usic Games, diz que os codificadores kenianos se associaram ao projeto regional G-Spore para desenvolver o jogo exclusivamente para a África e de graça. Os jogadores marcam pontos usando o Google Fit para monitorizar o seu exercício e respondem a perguntas sobre questões relacionadas com a violência baseada no género. Tentamos combinar o facto de que os jovens adoram futebol e jogos de amor e juntamos-los para lhes tentar ensinar valores sociais em torno do desportivismo, da justiça, tentando reduzir a violência baseada no género. 
grupo de direitos Equality Now diz que cerca de 40% das mulheres no Quénia durante as suas vidas irão enfrentar violência sexual e baseada no género. Irene Soila, da Comissão dos Direitos Humanos do Quénia, diz que é um problema que todos precisam de resolver. Precisamos de criar campeões da violência sexual baseada no género, que sejam de ambos os sexos, homens e mulheres. Precisamos também de criar oportunidades para as pessoas porque a pobreza é uma das escadas rolantes deste tipo de violência. Por isso, vamos criar oportunidades. A outra coisa é também criar consciência em torno deste tipo de violência, porque as pessoas não sabem que se trata de um problema grave. O Diambo espera que Fudá eduque os jovens canianos sobre a violência baseada no género e mantenha tanto a sua mente como o seu corpo saudáveis. In Zimbabwe, a former boxer champion is using his skills to teach the next generation and hopefully help keep impoverished young people away from drugs and crime. Columbus Mavunga reports from Harare. 24-year-old Anton Possebomapako was a street fighter and drug user from this poor suburb of Mbare. But he says things have changed since he joined the Mosquito Boxing School of Excellence. And he credits the school's founder and coach, Jenica Arifonso. I always say thank you, coach, when I started to say this statement. Why? Because I know he's not just a teacher of boxing, but he can change even your mind uh, about uh, the bad things you think to do. He can change you. 44-year-old Arifonso started the academy after he left boxing. As a fighter, he was known as Mosquito for the way he would sting his opponents. Now, his focus is on helping troubled youths. I'm in this project because I wanted to, to remove uh, kids uh, from uh, drug abuse and uh, womanizing and stealing because there's a lot of crimes which are committed by these young guys. Arifonso now has about 120 students divided into three groups per day. He hopes some become professional boxers. Zimbabwe government says substance abuse among youth is a scourge that needs to be addressed as soon as possible. We are working with law enforcement agents to try and uh, curb uh, you know, illicit substances coming into the country. Um, and in terms of demand, we are working you know, to try and educate members of the public um, in, around the dangers of uh, you know, engagement in illicit um, you know, substance abuse. Alfonso is working to set up programs in other poor townships and pull more youths away from drugs. Columbus Mavungam, for viewing news, Arare, Zimbabwe. Kenya's environmental activists are welcoming U.S. support for a global pact to combat plastic pollution in the oceans. Meanwhile, a community-based initiative is doing its part by collecting and recycling plastic washed up on Kenya's beaches, where people depend on cruism to make a living. Juma Majanga reports from Matamu, Kenya. There are mountains of plastic waste on Kenya's beaches in Watamu, visible evidence of ocean plastic pollution. So, twice a week, the project coordinator at the Watamu Marine Association, Julie Myra, leads teams to pick up the bags and bottles and other items that wash up from the ocean. They collect an average of five tons of litter per week. It is sorted to be able to identify the items that can be recycled from it. And these such as plastic, glass, metals. For the metals, we sell them to the scrap dealers. 
and uh, for the plastic we shred it the hard plastic as well as the plastic water bottles we shred those and we sell it and the money that we get from such sales we pour it back into the project to be able to fund to fund us to do more beach cleanups plastic pollution is a huge problem affecting the marine environment according to a report by the united nations environment program an estimated 8 million tons of plastic is dumped into the oceans each year, 80% of it from uncollected land waste. The impact of this along Kenya's coastal areas like Watamu is critical because the region relies heavily on tourism for income, says Myra. If the tourists don't want to visit a dirty beach, that means that the livelihoods of those local community members has been threatened, as well as the business for the tourism industry. Visiting Nairobi recently ahead of the resume session of the 5th United Nations Environment Assembly, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced America's support for a new global agreement to combat ocean plastic pollution. Our goal is to create a tool that we can use to protect our oceans and all the life that they sustain from growing global harms of plastic pollution. It's crucial that the agreement call on countries to develop and enforce strong national action plans to address this problem at its source. Environmentalists have welcomed U.S. support and urged other big plastic producers like China to join the negotiations. Erastas Ooko is the spokesperson for plastics at Greenpeace Africa. The U.S. is uh, one of the biggest polluters and uh, also producers of plastic. And them coming on board on this, it shows uh, a sign of leadership and uh, them having not to lead just in terms of pollution and production, but also in terms of uh, joining in the solution is quite significant. And we will be following keenly to see how they can be able to also uh, cut off that type of uh, plastic production from their end so that we don't have more plastic into the environment. Uh, maybe we'll also see China getting to join in the same and other countries uh, getting to support these negotiations. In the meantime, Myra and her group at the Watamu Marine Association will continue picking up trash, fighting the battle to keep Kenya's beaches clean. Juma Majanga for VA News, Watamu, Kenya. That's all for this edition of Health Chat. For the latest news and coverage on the coronavirus pandemic, visit voanews.com. Check us out at facebook.com slash voahealthchat and let's keep the conversation going. Thank you all for joining us and special thanks to all our affiliate stations throughout Africa for carrying Health Chat. I'm your host, Lenore Mudu in Washington with producer Dan Brown. Happy holidays to all of you. Until next time, take care, stay safe and wash your hands more frequently and strive to make every day a healthy day. Hello, this is James Barton, Managing Editor and host of VOA's Daybreak Africa show. Join us Monday through Friday at 03, 04, 05, and 0600 hours UTC as we bring you the latest Africa news, features, and sports. You can also be a part of Daybreak Africa through our mail segment by sending your comments to daybreakafrica at voanews.com. 
or you can call us on 001-202-205-9942. And when you hear the Voice of America identification, press the number 25 to leave us your message. That's Daybreak Africa at 03, 04, 05, and 0600 hours UTC right here on VOA Africa. Join me for the next Straight Talk Africa. We'll bring you the best of our interviews from 2021, from a unique moment of African camaraderie at the Tokyo Olympics to men and mental health and what Africa's young people really want. We'll look back at the unfiltered conversations with some of our guests. All this and a lot more on the next Straight Talk Africa. Join me, Heidi Adams, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. Hello, I'm VOA health correspondent Lenore Moudou. During this pandemic, the World Health Organization and Africa Centers for Disease Control say if you have a fever, a cough, or have trouble breathing, you should stay home and contact a healthcare facility. For more information, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest health news. That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. Hello, I'm VOA health correspondent Lenore Moudou. The World Health Organization and U.S. Centers for Disease Control say coughing and sneezing can spread COVID-19. Physical distancing, staying at least one meter away from people outside your family, can protect everyone. For more information, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest on COVID-19. That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. <laughs> 